Welcome back to Stereotherapy. I'm your host, Lisa, and I gave Justine the day off today. If it's your first time here, Stereotherapy is a podcast that showcases the importance of music and mental health. We will often share the music that has impacted us, and sometimes we are so lucky to be joined by some awesome guests to share how music has impacted their lives. Today, we have our very first guest ever on the podcast. I'm joined by Cody Ritchie of Goalkeeper. This is a new podcast, and often it's hard to get people interested in it, especially with a low follower count, but Cody was so kind to come on, and I'm so thankful for that. Goalkeeper hails from South Jersey, Philly area, and if you love pop punk that reminds you of that younger Blink energy, you'll love them. Yeah, I said it, Young Blink. They are always such a busy band, and it's so great to see a band so deserving get those opportunities. I love the story Cody shared about a show that showed him that this is the path he wants to take with music. They have a tour coming up with Neutral Snap, Telltale, and Rematch starting on May 20th. You can head over to www.goalkeeperband.com for all things Goalkeeper. As always, if you're liking what you are hearing here on the podcast, remember to share, like, and subscribe to the show. It would really mean a lot to us, and it really helps our show out and shows like ours. All right, are you ready to hear this conversation? I thought so. Here's my conversation with Cody from Goalkeeper. Thank you so much for coming on, Cody. Um, I think Goalkeeper really represents for stereotherapy of giving a platform to all bands, whether you're unsigned, you're signed, uh, or you just, you play in a garage. So I love (laughs) that you wanted to come on and that more people hopefully will hear of Goalkeeper, but how is everything going for you? It's good. It's good. Goalkeeper is busy, which is (laughs) when I'm at my best. Uh, We love that. Uh, I feel like we're announcing something every day, (laughs) (laughs) which sometimes I lose track of, but like, it's almost good, you know? Um, so we just got done the run back in, oh man, I guess the end of March and we finished the first day of April. And now we have the next one coming up. It's called happy for you tour. That's happening in neutral snap and telltale and rematch. We leave out, uh, in May for that. And then we're not slowing up at all. So we definitely have more plans coming up. So goalkeeper is busy. I I saw that. Like I literally, um, I saw the announcement yesterday about Fest. So I was like, wait, oh, yeah. they're not See, I forgot yes. to mention that too. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's so exciting. Like that's one place and one festival I've not been ever. I'm like, I want to go to that because that looks like so much fun. And yeah, I, know I was you- introduced to the Fest like through the band. I had not heard of it beforehand, but like mm-hmm. experiencing it was awesome. So to do it three times in a row, it's good. And I'm very line- excited. That lineup is so good this year too. I feel like it's every Without year. a doubt. Yeah, uh, I was like, there's Thursday on it, doing War All the Time, the Wonder Years. I There's so many. Like, I just, I could sit here mm-hmm. and talk about, like, I just need to find a way to get there for sure. The Wonder Years is definitely going to be my number one band to see, without a doubt. The oh. last record was just so, so, so good. Mm-hmm. And they mean so much to me as a musician. Like, uh, 2010's pop punk, that's, like, my core. So mm-hmm. you can imagine the kind of crush I have on that band. Oh, I mean, that's, that's me too. And even doing like a little bit of research on you and your band, I was like, okay, great. The Wonder Years, there's somebody else that appreciates this band. (laughs) Because to this day, I feel so many people, they're still under a lot of people's radar, which is kind of a shame because like the hum goes on forever. That record was just so good. So good. I mean, anything they put out, but. 
I mean, I'm not sure if you've ever seen them perform in Philly, but like just no. to think that there are people out there that haven't heard of them. <laughs> it's insane because it's like a religious experience when you see them. Uh, the last time I saw them was at the Electric Factory um, and it was sold out. I'm pretty sure the venue was about to like collapse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just such an incredible band. Um, for Goalkeeper, we usually say that Blink, the Menzingers and the Wonder Years are kind of like the three bands that like make up who we are, you know? And I hear that. And I, I, I think that's why I gravitated. I love the Menzingers. I love the Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't love Blink? I mean, I know I literally right before this, I was watching the Coachella performance. <laughs> well, I haven't been able to watch it yet. So like, I have to somehow, cause I'm You're sure that treat. was so amazing. Like I, I just can't believe, it. I wish I could go see them play when Blink is around, but like tickets mm-hmm. are so expensive. I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure out a way. <laughs> Yeah, you have to tell me if you like Tom's voice because I'm so back and forth on it. I'm smiling the entire time listening to it, but I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah I, so definitely give it a listen. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, uh, obviously in Goalkeeper, you're behind the kit, you're the drums. Uh, and I was reading that you started at a really, really young age. Like, I think it was third grade. Mm-hmm. No, so that... a, a little. I think School of Rock came out around that time. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, what? made you gravitate towards the drums um well I did want to play guitar at first that is definitely something I wanted to do and uh just happens to be the guy that I went to go see he told me my hands were too small so said pick something else and then I picked every parent's worst nightmare and I decided to play the drums (sighs) and then from then on I just kept going with it but I mean you just watching videos because I haven't seen you yet but like I said July I'm going to I'm going to get out there in Asbury Lanes, but just watching videos, you seem like you're having so much fun behind that kit. And even for me listening to music lately, it's like, I'll pick up on drums first of anyone I'm listening to. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's like, uh, whether it's like turnstile or like a touche amore or something. And I hear those, I'm like, that's what I hear first. And I, I always gravitate. So hearing goalkeeper, I was just like, these drums are really really good like everything it's a good sign that you should get behind the drum set (laughs) oh oh my god no the the worst the the best i've ever done is like rock band and that was even that i was like wow i have so much appreciation for anybody that does this instrument or guitar (laughs) i've tried guitar just could not figure it out either not even tuned the guitar so it was like no (laughs) nope that's why i'm on this side and not on the other side (laughs) well i tell you what it definitely i have adhd so playing the drums definitely satisfies a lot of things going on up here (laughs) oh for sure i can't oh but i do i i I give so much credit to that it i guess thank you for anyone that hasn't heard of goldkeeper if they're about Mm -hmm. to like put on their headphones on or just find you on spotify or see you guys what do you think would be three words to describe your band to somebody that has never heard of them hmm Three words, I would say the first one that comes to mind is definitely energy. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is r- relatability. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what the right way to say this with, <laughs> but like if there's a third way that I could describe, like you have to see it live. I think there's something that transfers super well from like hearing it in the studio to live. And also there's just like this, like you were talking about, an incredible presence that we kind of have as the three mm-hmm. of us uh, up on stage. And I feel like I feel like I've heard a lot of people say, like, they listen to Sunshine or listen to Happy, but, like, mm-hmm. once they've seen it live, they get it, which I guess that means that we're killing it live. So maybe that is more of a reason to come check us out. Um, but I think I agree with it. I think once you are out there and you get to connect with us, 
there is something about seeing us live that's different too. So however you say that in one word. Right. <laughs> no, we'll take it. <laughs> but that's so true. Like even watching videos, I see no matter how many people are in that room, they're into it, which I think says a lot about your band that people are listening and any like comment I see under like a YouTube video or anything, it's positive for the most part. It's saying like, oh, that's so great. I love this song. And especially for happy, like I got that Motion City soundtrack vibe a little bit to there it. You go. So nice. it's like, thank you, is, thank you. This is again why I like this. Is I get it. Okay, I like that band. I like this is what I listen to. Um, but I think at the same time, for people that maybe aren't into those, they could be just as into your band too. Like what you guys bring. I think even mm -hmm. if you brought someone that didn't know, and that's that's just so cool to see and see that energy, whether it's in the smaller venue and having that go on. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. It is nice to see the um, kind of range of people that like Goalkeeper because mm -hmm. I've seen, you know, people who are like 14 and 15 screaming sunshine back at us at shows. And then I've also seen 45-year-old drunk dudes screaming the words <laughs> of the bar as well. You know, so like the range of people that find our music interesting, it's definitely pretty vast. So like it's it's definitely a good sign. <laughs> no, for sure. Because a lot of times some bands, it's, just that little group of fans, which is okay, but that that's Absolutely. so cool. Yeah, and that's also why I use the word relatable with their music because I feel like there's just like a bit of something for everybody there too. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think we have to dive into um, I Wish I Met You Sooner. Uh, yes. it, is, it was released last year. And what has the response been like to that record? I think it's been overwhelmingly positive <laughs> mm -hmm. so without going too far into it there were some yeah. like blunders that happened on the uh, on the way in of like uploading it to spotify mm -hmm. so a lot of things that have happened since then it's been organic so we really did get to see what just our fan base would think of the record and it's been awesome uh i think that people have overwhelmingly thought that we've grown and matured with some of the things that we've been doing. Um, I mean, it still sounds like a goalkeeper record, which is good, but like, I think uh, Sooner is definitely one of those songs that like you could, I'm imagining it's gonna be on the radio in like 15 years, you know? It's just one of those songs that instantly grabs people. I think there's a lot of variety in the record that people find. So there is something for everybody in it, you know? And I think people who have given it a chance, most of the time end up coming a little hooked. Yeah, no, I mean, it's so true what you said about Sooner. I'm like, I can picture that, that spring, summer. I'm such a seasonal listener of music where mm. it's like, I can hear that where in the summer I'll have my windows down. I mean, I could see that or you're on the beach or wherever you're at, that track has to be played. Like for sure <laughs> it is. And Thank it's, you. It, but it is, I think front to back, like this record and it was, you could tell there was a little bit of, um, you know, a different momentum with this one, but it was still goalkeeper. So it's not like you're losing people, but it definitely, I mean, I put it on for other people when I was having you on. I said, oh, I'm having goalkeeper mm -hmm. on and I've never heard of them. They're like, you know, this is really, really good. I I really, nice. this this is like, a, how many followers do they have? Oh, they should have more. And I'm like, uh, coming. it's awesome. probably coming. So like that. Yeah, I mean, that it was response. super, super fun to write. Like the people that we had in the room and just kind of like the concept that we were following. I remember it started with, um, it started with Sooner and Car Wreck. And we were through songs back to back kind of. And just the, just the overwhelming concept of I wish I met you sooner mm -hmm. felt like something that we could take on. So, um, I mean, 
once those two songs had kind of like reached their finish, we decided like this is the rest of the songs that we need. And we kind of were able to push in a certain way and we wrote in a different style that we don't typically do. So, I mean, like to see the end result, I'm very, very happy with it. So awesome. Well, I'm glad people are really, really enjoying that too. And I mean, we have to talk about too, you guys recorded it at Gradwell House um, with Nick from Man Overboard. Um, I'd love to say his last name, but I will butcher that. And I know somebody <laughs> will come for me. So I'm just going to yeah. say that. Um, it's okay. And, <laughs> and uh, Kevin Mahoney, like what, like having them and, and being at Gradwell House, what was that like for this record? So both of those, um, it's Nick Bruzzi, by the way. Perfect. And if I'm butchering it, that's fine. Nick, you can come, <laughs> come for me. It's all right. There um, we go. In my phone, in my phone, I have him down as Mr. Bruzzi because it sounds like that. So that's how I have him. Anyways, okay. um, he has actually done a song for us before um, when he was at the lumber yard and we did screwdriver. That was way, way, way back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so we ended up coming back to him, um, now that he is at the Gradwell house. And so that experience was awesome. And then to say the other side, Kevin, he's been, I always call him the original homie is the OG. Absolutely. He, um, he's kind of like the first bigger musician who like came to us and supported us and said, Hey, goalkeeper has potential here. I just want to, you know, show you some guys, some things I know about songwriting. And, uh, he's been there ever since. So it was definitely the perfect team. Um, and Gradwell is amazing. Nothing short of uh, top tier. Uh, everybody knows way more than I do about <laughs> recording and sound and tone and the search for it. Um, so everything about that was great. And it also is only like 45 minutes from my house. Oh. So it definitely felt super local. And I was able to go home and sleep in my own bed <laughs> every night when we were recording it. Um, yeah, uh, those two guys are just amazing. And um, they really brought the best version of the songs out. That it and we got Nick on a song, which is super okay. cool. Oh, and that's one of my favorites on the record. It, it's thank you. And right away, I was like, "This is another one." Like, this is it's just filled with those bangers. The birds, like, mm-hmm. all right, this is a great well, one. So this we actually great. took a weekend to write with Nick, like some just to flesh out some songwriting ideas, and we ended up writing Lost Reality. Mm-hmm. And then, so when we came to him with the idea of like doing the full record, there, I mean, that's kind of what sparked it. We had such a good experience with them writing that song we're like well I might as well go to them you know so and that's how it all came to oh I love that and I love the video for that too that's another thing about <laughs> your band I feel like you guys are bringing that back those videos that like when you would oh my you know this track's coming out and this new video premiere and it's like looking at your videos like these are really fun and I think that's what captures your band and I think for sure if anyone's never heard of you and I'll definitely post mm-hmm. the videos too so if anyone's not seen them but they it just looks like again you guys are just having such a fun time being in this band we are definitely chock full of energy I can tell you that there you go. <laughs> there's no end to it oh, I love that and I know a, a while ago too you guys have also gotten to work with Will Pugh of Cartel yes yeah that was great for um life in slow motion which is that has to be I mean I love cartel I mean I don't know anybody who likes music doesn't doesn't yeah like cartel oh my god I know yeah they're legendary band it just that that came through from Kevin those two guys have been because he plays in hit the lights Mm -hmm. and they've done so much together and had so much history that was one of the first people he recommended that you know we reach out to for that record and I mean that's like the thing like 
I can only imagine like when I go see a band like Cartel play or, you know, Man Overboard or any of those like, oh, I love their music. That, But like to be in the same room, have them work with you, that has to feel so great that not only, you know, it's like you said, like they back you and they support you that as a young band out there and, and mm-hmm. that has to be so incredible. It is definitely a strange feeling sitting in a room with like the people who are like very inspirational to you and influential. Yeah. Um, and then you talk to Nick and he is totally not a rock star at all. Mm-hmm. Will is totally not a rock star at all. Like, you know, you see these people who do have this, I, I say rock, rock star mentality where they walk around like they're bigger than this and they don't have the time for you mm-hmm. and they, they're more important, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, and, and fortunately the people that we've worked with do not have that attitude at all. I mean, they absolutely care about the music and their project and they were actually just genuinely nice to be around. You know, so I think that's why you also get a good result with our records is because the people that we're writing with, you know, give us a good time. We're enjoying the things that we're doing in the studio. Yeah. And you can definitely hear that. Like I, I, another person I know on this record with uh, one of my favorite tracks, Half In, Half Out, I was looking was mm-hmm. Casey from the Wonder Years. You guys yeah. got to write with. And that's, that has to be so incredible too. And uh-huh. it's like, what was that experience like? Well, it's also so funny, too, because I was just talking to Casey uh, today about Fest. Mm-hmm. You know, we were going to be down there. So, um, But being able to write with him, for me, it was also one of those moments where, like, you have to it, take back the fandom. Because, right. like, you have to separate that when you're doing this. So it is yeah. an awesome opportunity to work with him. And uh, just any connection to the one of years, because I relate to them so heavily. But um, we ended up reaching out to him kind of the similar way we did for Nick about just songwriting. And so we got to go to um, our buddy, Kevin, who does demos for us. We got to use his studio for a day and we brought in the idea. We had half and half out, like I'd say probably about 80% done. Right. So we're running through some ideas and we say to Casey, so we had this song, it's about 80% done. You can check it out, see what you like. And we show it to him and we decide that's the one. It's definitely good. We have to work on it. And then we end up changing everything about it, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but I'm, I'm super, super happy with, what we came out with in the end and he showed us a lot of different things about songwriting and how to look at um just some of the ways that you can manipulate parts in the music to get a bigger sound or like just be more purposeful with what you're doing in your song so he showed us a lot it was definitely really awesome right with him and i would do it again <laughs> that's so cool it's always so good to hear that too being a big wonder years fan too for me it's like you know you always hope the non-rock stars or that you could go up to them. And that's so cool to hear that those experiences have been so good and you've had mm-hmm. come away with that. And, you know, part of this podcast is showing how music has impacted you and changed your life. And I know obviously the Wonder Years transit. Um, <laughs> in what ways have those bands kind of been really impactful or changed so your life? I have the perfect story for you right yeah. so um when anybody kind of like gets in the conversation how you got into pop punk or doing the band um I finally realized the reason that I want to be in this pop punk band and pursue the dream um I saw the one years on a small tour um it was right it was right after they put out suburbia and it was them fireworks Mr. Hostage Comp. I want to say that was it. Awesome tour. Um, I was like, (laughs) maybe a sophomore in high school or maybe a junior. I forget what it was, but 
I was the first one that showed up at the VFW at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, nobody else is there. And then the one of yours showed up in that red van that's on their like uh, B-side record, whatever it is. Yeah. And they looked at me and they're like, you're early. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> God. Um, so anyways, fast forward to the end of the show. Um, I waited all day. My, I was on the barricade. They were playing the last song before the encore. And like I knew my time was coming to stage dive because that's all I wanted to do. So I finally got up there at the, um, at the end of one of their songs. And at the, the moment I jumped off and like my back hit the crowd and the way, the way the music was going, there was something about that moment that I was like, yes, this is pop punk. This is what I want to do. I want to create this for other people. And now here I am years later. <laughs> that's so great. That's so, I mean, that's one thing I've never, I've never done. I've never done the stage diving thing. I'm like, I'm not that brave. Um, mm -hmm. One day maybe, but it's like, yes. I'm like I, I don't know. Show. Maybe. We'll maybe, set it up for you. Maybe yeah. in July, I will make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the lanes. Right. I know. And then yeah, but there's just something so special about um, the community. I think that I felt in pop punk and in that moment. And, um, I really do see it now with goalkeeper and like the people who were coming out, especially to our affiliate shows or something that's more local where like we had been playing for a while. Um, the people who come out, like I've met each other through goalkeeper specifically and now they're friends and they share music tastes and like opinions. And I feel like the kind of community that we've like built with goalkeeper at this moment, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. It's good energy. So, I mean, like we're following through. <laughs> that's so great. And I mean, you know, also tackling the topic of, I know music helps a lot of people's mental health. And when you're feeling those moments of, you know, I guess being on the road and, and being in the music industry has to be a, an ongoing journey as well in itself. How does music play a role in that for you? And how does music kind of help you in those moments where you're either stressed or just having like a time where, you know, you guys are on the road and it's hard. So I'm very thankful um, that somebody else in my band takes care of the booking mm -hmm. um, and that I'm able just to go out on the road and have full escapism with it. So you get out on the road and life is completely different for the two and a half, three weeks, whatever that you're out. Um, and you get, you get stuck in that like mentality that what's the best way to put this? I don't want to say nothing matters when you're out there. <laughs> but you're out mm -hmm. on the road and you're playing music and you're with your friends you're eating different food every day there is definitely that level of escapism to it so you have to be careful with it because when you come home it is there <laughs> mm -hmm. For so sure. um i'm sure a lot of musicians experience that post-tour depression whatever it is you'd like to call it um but being out on the road and doing the music and uh having those connections that you make with friends and fans throughout uh your experiences it's all worth it 100 you know and the, the goal is eventually that like this is the full-time gig so there is no escapism <laughs> you know mm -hmm. it is all 100 it so um but no i'm sure a lot of people who are touring musician experience this you know yeah and i mean i think that's what's so cool about music is there is that community i know you guys seem to play a lot with the band driveways which is really really great to see do you feel you have that sense of community there as well with those guys yeah, that's so funny how this has always worked out. So, like, mm -hmm. I've been a major Driveways fan for a while now, and I've been spitting them to the band forever. Um, I forget how the first show came about, um, but when it did, and that's also one of those moments I'm talking about, Mark and my band, he saw Driveways for the first time and was like, wow, I get it. 
because we played the first show we played with them was this New Jersey bar that I don't think the bar expected us even to bring more than like 25, 30 people. And we ended up driveways, what's mostly driveways brought like 150, 170 kids into this bar. Like they had to call another bartender in, they had to call a manager in. The whole thing was insane. And just to see the kind of support that they just have, um, their fans alone, and see that come over to Goalkeeper, it, it's been great. There's a lot of people who come up to us and say, like, I've been here for, goal, for driveways, but, like, mm-hmm. I looked you guys up. And then after seeing you live, you know, everything changed. Now it's going to be Goalkeeper and driveways. I'm following you guys now. So, like, and then those the <laughs> driveways themselves, those guys are awesome. They're little goofballs. I love those guys. Um, so, yeah, that's actually really lucky on my end because I was a huge, huge driveways fan, and now we're so close with them. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and that's so interesting because that's that's what my brother Danny was saying. Like, he loved driveways. I remember when we were at the Ellis Dune show and we're sitting there and um, he was like, oh, you got to listen to this band, Driveways. I'm like, I've never heard of them. And he's like, what? <laughs> like usually, like, Lisa, you're my go-to. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I've never heard of them. And um he was playing that song skeleton so i was like oh I'm like this is this is really good okay all right what's yep. up give me more he's like oh, i'm driving up to go see them and then he's like oh i saw this band goalkeeper they're totally on my uh radar now mm. so it's totally about what you're saying where it's like he's like now i'm going and you know and now we're lucky you guys are both coming back here so it, it works out but i love that i love to see that there's bands still doing that like all my friends growing up in music and always playing shows it was always that tight-knit community Mm -hmm. of music and I just love to see it still going on yeah it's there and it's strong (laughs) I love it I love it but um I know that goalkeeper is remaining busy like we were talking about um what is one thing do you that you think you guys would like to do in the next year that hasn't planned out yet Mm. I mean, I've always wanted to hit the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Things are awesome. I also would love to hit Europe, UK. So all those things, though, that would be great. That's, oh. I mean, <laughs> let that not be like a hint to anybody. We definitely don't have anything planned right now for any of this. But um, if if I could, I would immediately. Um, Rye Fest, oh. why not? You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Little Coachella, even though it just passed. Yeah. <laughs> um, War Tour, it's going to come back you know it's gotta there's no way it stays dead <laughs> oh i mean with this resurgence right now there's no better time than, now, yeah. than right now mm-hmm. <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if there's a closed door conversation happening like right now about it you know so oh yeah, yeah. Uh, those kinds of things but um i always tell mark like i'm down to play anything so he just books it and i hop in the van <laughs> there you go though that you know you'd have to play riot fest riot fest i mean I grew up 30 minutes from Chicago and Riot Fest, oh, really? like, it started wow. out as little venues. It was just all over Chicago. So you'd have like the Beat Kitchen would be one or Metro and it would be all around there. And they started the carnival because they saw, you know what, we're going to do this. And ever since it's that huge carnival. And I love that it's so successful because I mean, mm. they work so hard on that fest and I just, it's always such a good time. I've never experienced it. Uh, IRL but uh, I think I'm gonna have to eventually oh. Oh. <laughs> it's a must I'm like I tried to go this year I'm like I wasn't able to I'm like maybe next year yeah. I'm like I have to go it's and- funny you mentioned the bee kitchen that's like one of the very few places that we've played in Chicago <laughs> I-, I loved that place that it's so it's small a cool spot yeah I definitely did that spot it is some person there knew what they were doing I remember it was a great enough for us <laughs> 
And that's what everybody says. Like, obviously sound is not my thing. Um, <laughs> and is, uh, I, anyone I know and has played there, uh, they're like, oh, that's that's one of our favorite places to play versus some of the other venues I would have thought like, oh, like that one would be better or, you know, because it's bigger. They're like, no, that place yeah. got it going on and it's in the cool they area. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. The green room is really cool. It's above. You get to see the active little Chicago Street, which mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm not from Philly. I'm from South Jersey. So like yeah. I do have certain uh, affinity for Philly and its city. Is there anything that kind of feels like it? I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like Chicago and Philly kind of have some similar going on there. So uh, I love me some Chicago. Oh, uh, and I love, I, try, I always try to tell people that too. Like I, when I spent some time in Philadelphia um, for not really good things that, you know, um, I had uh, my fiance was in the hospital, had a really bad mm. accident, but we were in Philly, but just driving around Philly, I did get that sense of, I was like, this is kind of like Chicago. Like I'm getting a Chicago vibe in here in such a good way. And I'm like, I have to get out there and see that scene because everybody I talk to, it's either the New York, New Jersey, obviously, but Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people are like sleeping a little bit that don't know about it. So. Yeah. The, so- uh, the Philadelphia scene has been like kind of dying sort of in a certain, in a certain way, but like only because so many venues are just not available at the time. Now it's a lot of like house shows that are changing every week and um, a lot of venues are 21 plus or too big for smaller bands at the moment. So like a lot of smaller options are coming up, but um, uh, I can see where like New York has gotten a little bit busier, like New Jersey. For sure. That's so awesome. House shows still are very much a thing because oh, I, yeah. I awesome. love, oh, I, I swear by them. I tell people all the time. I'm like, that's the scene, you know, growing up in and going to, it was going, you know, Some like, of the most successful shows that we've had have been in house shows. 100%. That's, so, that's so cool. That's, oh, I, I have to find me a house show then for sure, mm-hmm. because <laughs> I, I like, I relive my glory days of doing that. And, you know, looking back, it's like, yeah, you would just go to some kid's house, like in a basement and Find yeah, it. I, I mean, could not imagine driveways and goalkeeper in a basement. No, Can you no. imagine that? Oh my god! Like it, it's weird. Like uh, I ended up seeing the band The Hush Sound, um, mm-hmm. who are no longer together, obviously. But I saw them in some random um kids basement, and they were just the Hush, and they were with all like these hardcore bands that were totally not their style at all. But yeah, it was interesting <laughs> to see that. Like they were, they started out in a basement and then Field by Ramen picked them up. And then from there it was up. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, uh, it was crazy to keep thinking back on that. I'm like, uh, or even like early fallout boy days, those VFWs, they used to play all the time. Oh, too. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's why there's something about the VFWs that makes you fall in love. Mm-hmm. And that, who knows, maybe now people, you know, I, I definitely think Goalkeeper is going to be one of those bands for sure. People within oh, the next year, for sure. And they have to. I I, I, <laughs> I, don't see why not because I'm like, this is just too good to be sitting, you know, where people don't listen. So I'm hoping. We're going to keep playing shows. It's definitely going to keep happening. So we'll be out there. They can come see us. Yes. I'm going to post all about it. And this episode, yeah. hopefully, because I do. Anytime I find a band that I like or I just is exciting right now for music it's i've got to push it so again, i have to ask do you have a favorite goalkeeper song Ooh, i i right now it was first it was sooner with the spring um but yeah, yeah. Ha- but i love happy i love that song i just love how it sounds but i on repeat on my spotify repeat has been mm-hmm. half in half out okay all it, right 
It, I love the I sound. I like the variety. I love the sounds of it. I mean, I just even go, I, I even feel like even if I listen to it, um, you know, in a month from now or whatever, it's going to change because I mm-hmm. just, I'll, I'll gravitate. And I'm like, oh, like this the piano at the end is one of my favorite things that we did on the record. That's all Nick, by the way. Oh, wow. Great at piano. <laughs> and, I, and I love that too, because I feel that's what kind of sets you guys apart a little bit by having that piano. And I'm not sure, you know, maybe someone would disagree, but I, I liked that because I said, all right, that sound is, it's, it's different and it maybe mm-hmm. wouldn't fit in, but it, it just does. It just works. Yeah. Well, something we wanted to do with each song on the record is make sure that you're getting something different out of it. Um, one of the things that we did purposefully was put notice me in the record because it's so different and it's got a, a beat to it literally. Um, and the other option was to throw an acoustic song. So, I mean, like that seemed like the very typical thing to do. That's the first thing we thought was like, okay, let's try and get it. We don't have an acoustic on this yet. Let's see what we can come up with. And the, um, just the beat, uh, was something Ryan had written one night when he had too many beers. Um, and we had it in our back pocket. Um, so we showed it to the producers when we were working on the record and they, they thought it was stand out and it's definitely like a hidden gem that like, like an Easter egg you should put on the record. Um, and it's got a different purpose than half in half out. It's got a different purpose than car wreck, um, or former lives. So I feel like everything on the record definitely gives you something different to listen to, but it all feels, you know, part of the same entity, which is good. It does former lives. That's another one. So I just off the top of my head, I'm like, that one's good. That one's good. So I'm going to have to make like a little playlist or something and put some goalkeeper on it for sure. For so people can hear good. it. I will. I will. <laughs> but I do, but. I just, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but you're okay. (laughs) I just, I do. I just want to thank you so much for coming on and talking about your band and sharing how music has impacted you because I mean, music is everything I know to me. And I know I I can only imagine to you guys, you I mean, you see that it comes through like just how much you guys enjoy playing. Um, Is there anything else that we kind of missed that you want to kind of plug a little bit, anything else going on? Um, you know what, if, um, if you happen to see us at a show, and this goes out to everybody, um, and, and, and you run into Mark, our guitarist, you run into Mark, tell him you want to hear us play Forgive Me, because he, (laughs) he doesn't love that song as much as I love that song. So, um, I'm just trying to get maybe kind of like an angry mob against them. So eventually we'll play Forgive Me live again. So hashtag Forgive Me Live. That, that's it you know maybe at that asbury show we'll make some signs or something and you know play that would be me. absolutely hysterical old school style pulled it up uh-huh. in the crowd or whatever and you know yep get a little chant or something going for sure i can see that thank you yeah yeah <laughs> just trying to prove a point here there we go <laughs> we have to but again thank you so much for coming on i'm so excited to see what's going on with goalkeeper going to be keeping an eye on it for sure and you know yeah thank you we're going to be busy for sure we have stuff to show you definitely (laughs) and that's one thing you guys are such a busy band and it's that's that's just so awesome to see that that's still there and and again people are really excited about seeing you play i was seeing like so many people like yeah we're going we're getting tickets and that (laughs) thank you it is i did i i just can't speak enough like how excited i am and hopefully you know Maybe other another time we'll have you guys on and see where you guys are at again too. And, yeah, and absolutely. We'll get a different goalkeeper in. We'll shift for out sure, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But 
Thank you so much again. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm working, looking forward to July as well. But um, yes, we'll see you crowd surfing at the lanes. Oh, absolutely. You're going to have to <laughs> <laughs> with my forgive me sign. I'll, that's what I'll yeah, do. There you go. <laughs> um, and other than um, the main website people can find you guys at is the goalkeeperband.com. Yep, absolutely. All of our information is up there. If you're going to be, be uh, you want to look for any shows or any dates coming up, all the ticket links are there too. So that's definitely a spot to check. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again. And I will talk to you soon. And yeah. I just, I can't wait to see what's going on with you guys. Thank you. Yeah. I'll see you when I see you. Absolutely. All right, guys. And that was my conversation with Cody Ritchie of Goalkeeper. Thanks so much for listening to this one. This one was a special one. This was the very first interview guest podcast guest. And I'm so excited that it was a band like Goalkeeper Again, I know towards the end when I was editing, it sounds like when we were talking about where to find them, I say the Goalkeeper Band website. I clearly meant that www.goalkeeperband.com. There is no the. It is not the goalkeeper. It is goalkeeper with a lowercase k. So make sure you get to the right spot. I'm really excited about what's going on with Goalkeeper. So please give them a check out. I'll have all the links in my pod description and in our pod blog on our website. So be sure to check that out. You will see me at Asbury Lanes in July, checking them out with Eternal Boy and Driveways. Cannot wait for that. And as always, guys, keep that music up, and you will hear Justine and I next Tuesday. All right, guys. Bye.